1170. The answer, San Diego. The Andrea K Show is sponsored by Andrea K. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Dynamite! Here she is, Andrea K. Good evening, TGIF out there. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. That ding ding normally sounds like there's going to be a cage match, a battle in the ring. And there's lots of battles going on. There's lots of wars raging. Supposedly, we've got trade wars. We've got the war on free speech. We've got the war here. we got the war there. I kind of feel like somebody's won the war on me right now in my head. I got a little bit of a head cold, which I got to get rid of because a week from now, I'm going to be on a plane heading out for a little girl's trip. And let me tell you, nothing going to slow me down on my girl's trip. I don't care how I'm going to be feeling. So You need some gumbo or something. Do you oh. have some old traditional something kind of gumbo or something that help you out? Well, usually growing up when I get sick, what mama would do is she'd get me extra spicy Popeyes <laughs> because the real Popeyes in New Orleans, extra spicy cotton about blow your lid off. Talk about clearing you out. I got to say thank you. That voice you just heard is my buddy DJ Carrot Stooks. You're trapped like carrots. <laughs> it's the first time I've heard. I've heard of chicken noodle soup being good nah. for a cold, but I've never heard of spicy Popeye's fried chicken. No, you got to get yourself some extra spicy Popeye's fried chicken and a side of Godiva truffles. That was something else mom would always say, a little side dish of Godiva truffles. I've never been a chicken soup person. I did like chicken and dumplings. Oh, I love chicken and dumplings. Chicken and dumplings. My mom makes the best. Oh, My mom does. Child, chicken and dumplings. <laughs> But, you know, my all-time favorite comfort food is, is really red beans and rice. Um, but there ain't, you gotta, you got to soak your red beans overnight. There ain't no way I can, you can get proper red beans and rice same day, day of, unless somebody's got it cooked up. But my buddy DJ Carrot Sticks, he gave me, he took care of me. He gave me some Fisherman's Friend. So I'm sucking on a little Fisherman's Friend here. But I'm still cranky. In fact, I was complaining to DJ Carrot Sticks that I did something I don't like to do. I paid like $95 for an iced coffee at Starbucks, and they done made it wrong. They put too much of that syrup in there. It's undrinkable. So they're gonna feel they're gonna feel a little wartime Andrea, a little wartime dynamite uh, when we get out of here. I'm kind of cranky tonight. Look out down there. <laughs> Look out, oh, buddy. Look out at the Starbucks because AK's on her way. I'm about as cranky as this Georgia sheriff. I don't know. <laughs> you know, I think he might have eaten a little Popeyes extra spicy himself. Because I don't know if you've heard about this Georgia sheriff, okay? Don't mess with anybody in the South. Don't mess with a sheriff. Don't mess with our gun laws. And don't mess with any citizens in Georgia, okay? So he decides <clears throat> that his idea of public safety is, unlike what David Hogg's been pushing out there, the notion of gun control, uh, he decides to support his uh, gun-toting citizens with a little sign he put up on the border. Did y'all see this? DJ Carrot Sticks actually... Uh, gave me the hat tip on this hat tip to him for sharing the sign says our citizens have concealed weapons not it ain't no gun free zone down in georgia he says our citizens have concealed weapons if you kill someone we might kill you back he says we have one jail here's the math he says we have one jail and 356 cemeteries enjoy your stay that sheriff mike jolly hat tip to you sheriff um the f- the funny thing too is when they they interviewed him because instantly they said they they uh, toted him as the politically incorrect sheriff because he also did a, sh- a sign uh, I guess last year talking about we say Merry Christmas God bless America and God we trust 
And so he, they asked him, what do you, what do you think about being labeled politically incorrect? And he says, actually, I take it as a badge of honor nowadays. Well, yeah. <laughs> and what is so politically incorrect with saying Merry Christmas? Okay, this was a country that was founded on Judeo-Christian principles. The Second Amendment is a part of our Constitution and our Bill of Rights. How is that politically incorrect? Now, did you have a soundbite for us that you wanted yeah, to play for that? Yeah, this is, they asked him, why did he, why did he put up the sign? And he yeah. used his own money, $553 <gasps> of his own money. Not 550, not 555, but 553. Play it. Well, well, it's not my property. It belongs to the county, and that's, I guess that's why I'm catching so much heat uh, over it. But I am the custodian of it, so that gives me the authorization until I'm no longer in office, I guess, to keep it there. Uh, just the silent majority has been silent uh, way too long. Um, just things that are happening nowadays, I, I guess I got... Uh, I got time to thinking about it. My staff brought that saying to me. Uh, we looked at it. We all kind of liked it. And uh, I decided uh, it was something that I would uh, stick outside the office. That's my kind of man. I especially love a man who pronounces it office. <laughs> he's, he's taking care of his, his uh, he's, he's doing right by his office. And his people down there. But he hit the nail on the head because earlier today, and in fact, there's a video going around that's gone absolutely viral. And it's of a man who went to a city council uh, meeting in order to speak in regards to gun control. And what shocked everybody was not just the words that were said by him, but who he was. Because they look at him and they think of him as a minority. But he said, no, wait, I am here to speak on behalf of the majority. He says, anytime somebody's killed, you want to come in and you want to talk about this minority here and that minority there. He said, you know who I'm here to speak for? He said, I'm here to speak for the majority. He says, we are the first ones taxed. We're the last ones considered, and we're the first ones whose rights get taken away from them anytime there's some kind of shooting. He says it don't make no sense. He says, in fact, Rod Serling couldn't write a better script. That's how ridiculous it is what y'all are doing. So it is time for the majority, actually, to push back against this this nonsense that's being perpetrated on us. And I actually posted the video of that patriot today, this morning, I think, scrolled back on my Facebook page. I said, he speaks for the majority and what came as a shock to those in the city council hearing in which he spoke was that he was African-American. And I thought, I couldn't think of a better spokesperson. I can't think of anybody who's been more articulate on behalf of the majority than he was. And we are in the majority. And it's time for us to stop letting the minority bully us and push us around. And you know who else is a patriot? You're not going to hear about him on CNN because he's, he's maybe a high school kid, but he's not pushing the nonsense. His name is Aiden... Let me see. He's out of uh, Virginia Beach. His name is Aiden Joseph, I think is his name. And he has decided that he is going to uh, implement its, um, I can't find his last name. Um, but he's actually decided he's going to host a march out, a walk out of school, calling it March for Our Guns. And it's going to be April 21st in Virginia Beach. And hat tip to him. Of course, no, no, he ain't getting any mainstream media love because he's pushing back against the nonsense. In fact, he, it's not as though he's not obviously in favor of the 17. He, when there was the walkout that was supposed to be in memory of the 17 who died in Parkland, he, mar- he walked out for that, but he held a, a pro gun. He held a sign that said gun control isn't the answer. Of course, the nonviolent, tolerant liberals in the high school grabbed the sign from him and tore it up. So I'm hoping that people will rally behind him in Virginia Beach in his rally on the 21st. Aiden Jackson. Aiden Jackson. I don't know why I thought it was Aiden Joseph. Uh, Anyway, 
Uh, the big war, though, that everybody's talking about today, and my my friend Russ Davis on Facebook said, stop calling it a trade war. We don't have a trade war with China. In fact, we haven't done anything to adjust our economic policies, but there is truly hysteria going on on the part of many people. And I am not, even though I studied economics and finance at LSU, I'm not, I don't pretend to be an expert when it go when it gets deep. You know, I'm, I, I'm not Grover Norquist. I'm not Art Laffer. Um, but I've got an expert coming on the show. His name is Joel Block who is a financial analyst. He's an entrepreneur, businessman. He's written a couple books. He's been quoted everywhere from Forbes and, you know, Economic Times and everywhere who's going to be here. So stay tuned because we're going to take a break. When we come back, I'm going to get into him a little bit about it. I don't want to go too into the weeds because, see, that tends, you know, people's eyes glaze over in economics. But when we have the stocks kind of dumping like they did and, and so many people hysterical, so many people questioning their support for Trump, I think we kind of got to address it. And maybe ease people's minds that we, as Trump says, we got a little, sometimes you got to have a little pain to have gain. I'm also going to take your calls throughout the show. Call me, you know, if nothing else, just to give me, give my voice a break. The number is 888-344-1170. Tell me what you think. Stay tuned. We're Andrew Show coming up. And I want the rest of you cowboys to know something. There's a new sheriff in town. Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show and follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K, spelled K A Y E. If you don't have an estate plan, then the state, not you, will determine what happens to everything you've worked so hard to provide for your family. Hi, this is tax and estate planning attorney Rod Hatley. I know this not only because of my professional experience, but also having survived a seven-year probate after my father passed away. With the average home in California valued at $1.5 million, that equates to $66,000 in probate fees. The value in having an estate plan is avoiding conservatorship if you become mentally incapacitated and probate when you pass on. Call me for a free consultation at 858-792-3444. That's 858-792-3444. Your family will be dealing with enough. So give me a call at 858-792-3444. Many of us know how high school today is not the same as the high school in the 60s and 70s. Pressure to achieve, the competitiveness, the anxiety to fit in, and the loneliness has made being a teenager a pretty tough job today. In Bob Walter's book, Facing Reality in American Education, he looks at ways to help young people understand how amazing they really are, for students to discover their gifts and talents, to excel and be all they can be. I'm sure you agree. Buy your copy or register for our next conference at bobwalters.net. Sacrifice. When you have children, sacrifice just comes with the territory. You sacrifice a new outfit for a new baseball glove. You sacrifice a romantic getaway for a summer missions trip. You sacrifice because you love your child and you want them to have every advantage. Let us help you lessen the sacrifice it takes to send your child to the finest private school in San Diego by half. That's right. When you go to am1170theanswer.com, you'll find half-off tuitions for schools ranging from preschool all the way to high school. And you won't have to sacrifice hours in the car either. Our partner schools are located throughout San Diego County. Chances are there's one near you. You want the best for your child. And here at AM 1170 The Answer, we're ready to help with half-off tuitions to private schools. Explore your options with schools like Valley Christian School, Victory Christian Academy, and Vista Christian School. Visit AM 1170 The Answer or call 844-800-5757, 844-800-5757, or am1170theanswer.com. 
Don't overpay for your VA loan. Here's veteran Sonia Hadley on protecting your hard-earned VA loan benefits. Carl from La Mesa needed cash to pay off his second mortgage to do some repairs around the house. He went to the community bank to use his VA loan. I was able to cut his costs in half and get a lower rate that will save him thousands over the life of his loan. Jim and Vernie are first-time homebuyers with young boys. They needed a little more personal attention than they were getting from the credit union. I got them same-day pre-approval so they could start shopping that weekend, confident that they could compete with cash offers. If you don't call Sonia, you're probably paying too much for your VA loan. Don't wait until you're too deep in the process with another lender. Get a second opinion now. Sonia even comes to you. Call me at 833-MY-VA-LOAN before rates go up. 833-MY-VA-LOAN. That's 833-MY-VA-LOAN. Message and data rates may apply. Warning. Texting while driving is illegal just about everywhere. So if you want to take advantage of a life-changing LASIK offer, pull over when you can, because a special opportunity is just one text away. The LASIK Vision Institute is offering absolutely free evaluations and dramatically low prices on high-quality LASIK. Text the keyword VISION11 to 350350 to get the benefit of FDA-approved LASIK technology that gives the majority of patients 20-20 vision for a fraction of what others charge. Text to schedule your free appointment to see if LASIK is right for you. When you text VISION11 to 350350, you'll also get an extra 20% discount off our already low-cost services. We've already performed over a million procedures. Today, it's your turn. Discover how you can get the quality LASIK experience you've always wanted for a fraction of what others charge. This great offer is just a text away. Text VISION11 to 350350. That's V-I-S-I-O-N 11 to 350350. AM 1170, The Answer. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on AM 1170, The Answer. Welcome back to The Andrea K Show. That might be just a little bit too smooth of a groove. DJ Carrot Steak's coming back. It might smooth me right into a right into a little nap. Right into a little shut-eye. Because AK ain't feeling it tonight. I'm a little sick, but that's okay. Because I just love sharing this time with you all out there. Thank you so much to everybody posting great comments on Facebook Live and on Twitter. I appreciate it so much. Thanks for hanging in there. TGIF to you all. A lot of people concerned about what's going on with China and these tariffs. And as I said before the break, I'm no expert, but I know many of you are. So chime in 888-344-1170. Tell me what you think about that. Already a lot of comments about that. Um, Joining me now is an actual expert in all things economics. He's been on the show before. He's Joel Block. He's a financial analyst and entrepreneur. He's the author of um, Stop Hustling Gigs and Start Building a Business and How to Build a Disruptive Proof Business, which is kind of topical according to these tariffs with what these t- we have going on. Hey, Joel, welcome to the Andrea K Show. Hey, Andrea, how are you? Um, a little under the weather, thank you for asking. <laughs> Don't you hate it when, when you ask somebody how they are and, and then they actually give you an answer as opposed to just... you, you know, just- <laughs> You know, it's 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 not it's not good manners to say anything except for great. <laughs> exactly. Um, okay, I'm glad we can laugh because there's a lot of people that aren't laughing tonight because they're looking at the stock yeah. market today and they're they're hearing all the hysteria going on out there. And some people are like, "Hold up with the hysteria! We're not even actually in a trade war because nothing actually has been done from an economic policy standpoint." Where do you see the situation? Are we in a trade war or not? 
No, we're not in a trade war. I, I, you know, listen, the president of the United States is standing up for, uh, for companies in America, standing up for the United States, and he's uh, playing a little bit of a game of chicken with, uh, with China. And I have a feeling that, uh, you know, China, they're used to getting their way. They've been getting their way for 30 years in a row, and, and it's really time for them to kind of come in line with some of the other countries and some of the, some of the way that uh, the way we all do business in, in fair and equitable uh, manner. Well, if you see it that way, and so many people do, then why the hysteria? What's behind it? Well, number one, uh, the hysteria sells newspapers. I mean, it's good for media. You know, when people are talking, uh, a little bit of controversy isn't bad for the economy. But at the end of the day, uh, the playing field has not been level for a long time. American companies and uh, American workers are not being treated uh, just the way we ought to be treated. And we've got a president that's standing up for us. And that makes people nervous because we're sort of afraid of the bully on the playground. But you know what? Uh, I think at the end of the day, there may be a couple of rough days uh, in the middle, but at the end of the day, it's going to be a good uh, a good thing for us. Well, you know, that's kind of what's needed. And I think it's interesting because it's partly what America voted President Trump to do, because America has seen that both sides have. And I actually talked about this concept a while back on my show, and I'm fuzzy headed tonight. I don't remember his name behind it, but he but he. Um, correctly identified a phenomenon going on in D.C. to where they act like they're really pushing boundaries but the, it, and, and disruptive, but they're really not. They're all working within this little framework, this little box. And they may gnawbone and argue, in other words, over like tax reform, but it's never really reform because true tax reform would really be uh, going to a fair tax or a flat tax. Um, both yeah, because yeah. there's not been any real major reform and it's been status quo and, and both parties have been operating within very limited reform mindsets. Um, we, that's kind of how we've gotten in this position. So the American people realize that in a sense without understanding some of the terminology behind it or even some of the ins and outs, just their gut, their gut feeling was we need a disruptor to come in and blow it up. But when you blow things up, you tend to have a little shrapnel come at you and you suffer a little yeah. bit, don't you? <laughs> you know, uh, it makes people nervous. Change makes people nervous because they don't know what tomorrow is going to be like. Uh, they, they know how it is now. They're, they're, it, it's, it's more safe to go how we're going to change it around. But in the long run, uh, nobody's better off by being the same. Things are moving. Things are changing. And, and we need to change, too. But, but change is painful. And, and nobody can disagree that that is so, uh, you know, especially if you don't know what's going to happen. But it's interesting you bring up the, the tax thing that, that really that we're just kind of tweaking the rules a little bit. We didn't really change anything. Mm -hmm. uh, that's very true. I mean, that's, that's absolutely, you know, you stop, if you take a step back and you look at it from a little further away, we really didn't change. Uh, we shuffled the deck a little bit, but yeah. we didn't change the playing cards. Exactly. And, you know, it, it, spending is another area. You know, if we really are going to make America great again, we got we got to be willing to take a little pain in a variety of areas. Not just in terms of readjusting. And anytime, even in your personal life, you start readjusting boundaries, you start pushing back against the people taking advantage of you in, in, in your life, and they don't like it, okay? And there's going to be, like they right. don't like it. And that's kind of what's going on here. As we, we're trying to reset boundaries with other nations that are taking advantage of us from our borders standpoint, taking advantage of us economically in, in terms of trade. Uh, we've also got to we've also got to look at, our, at the people within our own country and our own culture that are taking advantage of us or or intend in to with entitlement programs. We've got a spending issue that we've got to deal with as well. Correct? You know, you you would have thought that we would have learned something from President Reagan. You know, they uh, they changed the tax rules, they lowered the rates, and and instead of cutting expense and really kind of putting the house in order, they let expenses go crazy. 
and there started to be the initial growth that's caused all the problems that we have now. Uh, you know, if you're going to reduce taxes, uh, which is good for the economy, and then the economy can be strong, uh, we also have to rein in expenses. But the one thing I will say that makes it very hard to pull in expenses is the overhead has gotten bigger and bigger. You know, if you uh, go and you buy a big house and a big car and a big everything, and then you lose your job, uh, there's some permanent expenses that are very difficult to get out from under. And we have big debt. We have uh, we just have a lot of commitments that are very difficult to unwind. Well, and yeah, and once once those commitments get in, it, government never gets really rolled back. We should have never had the Department of Education. Schools were always supposed to be state and local. You know, we you know we did we really need Department of Homeland Security to be created after September 11th? What was really solved with that? It's just more blow to government. You know, we hear with this Trump Russia collusion situation that 17 you know intelligence agencies all said Russia hacked. I'm thinking 17. Who knew we had 17? Why do we have 17? Yeah. No wonder we can't contain any any threat because we've got too many people scattered everywhere, too many different agencies. You look at what's going on with Europe and, and, and Britain in terms of their horrendous medical system. One of the reasons why the voters are never going to vote against it is because so many of the citizens who are suffering under it are also on the payroll to to that health care system. So, you know, and that's kind of well, where that, we're at, correct? Listen, that's what, that's what the Democrats, uh, they count on that. They count on, uh, you know, by, by giving things away, it makes people like them more, and then it's hard to vote them out of office because it... Uh, you got a lot of people to benefit from those policies, so it makes it very difficult uh, to change. I'll tell you this: the corporations certainly can't exist uh, when they have 17 different silos and different people with different agendas. Not all of which are thinking about the best interest of the country. They're thinking frequently about their own uh, hidden agenda, their their own selfish best interest. And one of the things that we need to do as a country, whether uh, it's it's optimistic or otherwise, uh, is that we really need to ask the question: What's in the best interest of the United States of America and and the citizens of our country? Yeah, and something else that we need to look at is not just how many people are on the government payroll at a federal level, but how much they're being paid. My mother worked for the federal government for many years, and she did it because my dad, uh, they, my, both my parents were Marines at the time they met and married, and then mama left the Marines, and she got a job in the federal government because it allowed her to move around to follow him around duty stations and stuff, and she was able to then be able to have days off for us if we needed. I mean, they, those kinds of benefits... Um, were there for her, and in, 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 so she sacrificed salary in order to be able to have those benefits where she could take time off if we were sick or whatever to be with us. Now, they not only do they get all those benefits in terms of you know time accrued and vacation time and days off, but they get the salary that's two to three times the private sector. So there's just it's just the the, the spending and the government in terms of size and spending is just blown out of control, and and we need somebody something to blow it up. I got to ask you about this Amazon thing going on as well, and President Trump's uh, sure. comments about Amazon. What do you think about that? Well, you know, uh, I'll tell you. You know, it's interesting. Uh, in, in the 1800s, we had milkmen that drove, uh, you know, with horses, and they bring uh, milk to our house. They bring bread to our house. The doctors come to the house. And then the 1940s and 50s, you know, cars become very uh, big and popular, and they started building centralized shopping malls. And so, really, you know, kind of was a reflection of our society. And so, we end up with this society of, of all these centralized facilities. But you know, traffic. Uh, you know, you're in San Diego. I'm in Los Angeles. I mean, it takes five hours to get from L.A. to San Diego. I mean, it's, yeah. it used to take two and a half. used to take two and a half hours. So the point is that people don't like driving their cars. So maybe Amazon, uh, with home delivery and the food delivery and all the new things that are happening, maybe this is what we want. Now, when the president says it's not a level playing field, if the, level, if the playing field is not level, that needs to be straightened out. And if they really are getting certain benefits that they shouldn't get, if they're taking advantage of certain people that's not paying taxes they should pay, uh, that needs to be straightened out. And 
And some of it is, is a little bit unknown. It's hard for us to kind of understand some of the things. But I think that Amazon is a company. They're, they're meeting the needs and the demands of the American consumer. It's very easy. And, and unfortunately, there are going to be companies that, uh, that fall by the wayside because they're not servicing the needs of the economy. The exact, the exact purpose of our economy is being served by having a company like Amazon that has come in in, in 20 years and has changed the landscape of how we shop because that's what we want. And you can't stop that. And, and I don't think that they're bullying uh, other corporations and they're not putting them out of business and they're not causing vacancy. Those companies who are failing to meet the needs of American consumers are the ones that are doing it for themselves. Well, yeah, I mean, I think the, I think it's called the concept of creative destruction to where, you know, innovation comes along and it puts other industries and in, in, in businesses you know, out of business. And, you know, we don't really have the need for the horse and buggy anymore. If somebody wants to use it, okay, well, you know, you can fashion yourself or have a buggy made and get yourself a horse. Yeah. Um, but we shouldn't be subsidizing horse and buggies because, you know, it's something better well, has come along. It, you know, it's just, it's, it's, it's the way it works. It's survival of the fittest. I mean, it's a natural evolution. And the companies that do the better job of servicing uh, consumers are the companies that are going to thrive and companies that can't adapt. Uh, and again, it, it, there's a lot of overhead. A lot of these big companies can't adapt because they have so much overhead. So that makes a new company like Amazon come in and they come in with new technologies, uh, you know, and other companies can't keep up because they've got bloated overheads and mm-hmm. legacy expenses and all sorts of things. But, you know, it's uh, if there are things that are happening that are not fair, they're not paying right. proper taxes, if they're not uh, collecting sales tax properly, if they're, uh, if they're taking advantage then, you know, maybe those things need to be reviewed. I think it's because there's this relationship with the USPS that Trump wants to renegotiate the deal. He's always got some kind of long-range plan. Uh, and some. Uh, he, I think he's always working the long game. And, and that's to his credit because we don't really have a lot of Republicans that tend to be working the long game except how they can keep themselves in power and make more money. Well, I mean, they I never mean, have the long I mean, game listen, in terms of our interests. Well, listen, uh, politicians get reelected because they keep kicking the can down the road. And Trump's not a politician. He's a businessman. He really wants to fix problems. Uh, he's not afraid of taking heat. Uh, he does what he thinks is right. He's a very, very uh, philosophical and idealistic driven person who believes in what he does. Like it or not, he believes in everything that he does. He does it uh, very deliberately. He's making, uh, he made campaign promises. He's keeping those promises. Uh, whether people like it or not, the people who voted for him are getting exactly what they voted for. Yep. Well, Joel Block, thank you so much for being here. I appreciate it. I'm going to go to the phones because there's somebody who's been waiting patiently and she wants to chime in on the tariffs. Have a great weekend, Joel. I appreciate it. All right. Andrea, feel better. Thank you so much. All right. So uh, joining me now, I believe it's Ann from San Diego. Hey, Ann, welcome to the Andrea K Show. Hi. Hi there. What's uh, on yeah. your mind, sweetie? Uh, well, um, I might... China has been taking advantage of us through NAFTA. Uh, That's totally unfair what they've been doing, and Trump is aware of it. He's trying to straighten it out. The main thing, too, is the steel. Um, we, dep- we buy steel from them. Uh, they've been dumping steel. They've been causing problems. We buy from other countries, but my understanding is they were in threat of putting our steel industry out of business. How would you like to, if we go to war, we have to buy our, our steel from China? Yeah. So that's the kind of thing I think Trump is working against. I think that there's a lot of elements that are going into his decisions and some of his public play that um, 
that people aren't aware of. And I have trust that he's got more information. Certainly he's got uh, many billion dollars in his empire that he's created over the years that, t- that says that he's better at business than I am. So just from that alone, I'm going to trust some of his decision making, but also the fact that he's privy to information that we're not aware of. And, you know, there's economic factors in play for President Trump going on behind the scenes, as well as foreign policy and, you know, potential, you know, wartime stuff going on. And I think that's one of the things that drove his decision to sign the omnibus, because I think he's got some brilliant minds in the military saying, you know what, we got to beef up our military because we do have this economic stuff going on. And we've got some bad guys that we've borrowed too much money from uh, throughout the years, as well as uh, we've let some things slide with like NOCO and Iran. And we're kind of in a bad position. And thank you so much for calling in. I appreciate it. Thank you. All right. Now stay tuned because we got more coming up on the Andrea K show and I would love to hear more calls and see what's on your guys' mind. 888-344-1170. Hey, uh, a little story coming up, uh, kind of reminiscent. You know, the, they, they, uh, uh, the progressives like to call themselves progressive, but you look at what they're about and it's really trying to take, take cultures and societies backwards, like by decades. Got a story coming up that I like to call white people need not apply. Stay tuned. Andrea K show coming up. Want more Andrea Kay? Follow her on Twitter at Andrea Kay Show and like her Facebook page at Andrea Kay, spelled K-A-Y-E. Statistics have shown that at some point you will die. In fact, I could die during this commercial. Now that I have your attention, this is tax and estate planning attorney Rod Hadley of the Hadley Law Group. Because life happens, it makes sense to have an estate plan in place much the same way you probably have life insurance to provide for your family. An estate plan is a set of instructions for how you want your assets to be passed on in a way that works for you and your loved ones. For a free consultation, give me a call at 858-792-3444, 858-792-3444. I can't wait to help protect your family's legacy. The number one myth with a reverse mortgage is that you can't keep your home. Hi, I'm Michelle Cole, and I'm here to tell you that is absolutely false. You can keep and stay in the home you love with better cash flow and maintain the lifestyle of your choice. If you or someone you love is over the age of 62, call me today at 858-344-5998 and I'll use my 30 plus years experience in lending to see if a customized reverse mortgage is the right solution for you. I'll even pay your appraisal fee. That's 858-344-5998, 858-344-5998. In America, someone coming from nothing really can create unlimited success for themselves and their family. Larry Elder, the sage from South Central here with my friend Aaron, founder of California Deluxe Windows, a true American success story. Aaron, I've recommended you to my friends and they are so happy with the work you've done. Thank you, Larry. That really means a lot. We all know Larry is one of the smartest and most discerning people. So if you are selecting windows and doors, listen to Larry's sage advice and call California Deluxe Windows. We'll do for you what we did for Larry's friend and family. For the best quality windows and doors made in America, call Aaron at California Deluxe Windows. Ask about 20% off your entire order and one-year interest-free financing. California Deluxe Windows, 888-NEW-WINDOWS. 888-NEW-WINDOWS. He will indeed say, Your house can be covered with potato chips, and we wouldn't crack one. CSLB number 774518. Some restrictions apply. We have a new home loan program for the self-employed borrower. You need to hear this. Hi, I'm Chris Tyler, self-employed mortgage specialist at Right Choice Mortgage. Being self-employed myself, I know how difficult it is to get a home loan, so we came up with a solution. 
Instead of using your tax returns or W-2s to get approved, we'll use your personal or business bank statements and use your deposits as income. No P&Ls required. This self-employed mortgage program will help you get a bigger loan at a better rate. Call now, 855-464-4774. This is not hard money. Rates are in the threes and fours. 855-464-4774. So if you're self-employed and want to buy a house, get cash out, or just lower your payment, call me now, Chris Tyler. 855-464-4774. That's 855-464-4774. Licensed by the BRE 01943736 and NMLS 1132583, an equal opportunity lender. This is Lonnie Chen of the Hoover Institution for townhall.com. Stephen Reinhardt, who was called the liberal lion of the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals, passed away on March 29th in Los Angeles. During his almost 40 years on the appeals court bench, Reinhardt wrote opinions that struck down the constitutionality of the words under God in the Pledge of Allegiance and overturned Proposition 8, California's initiative defining marriage as a male-female union. Reinhardt's death means that there are now seven vacancies on the notoriously liberal Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals. President Trump has an historic opportunity to remake the Ninth Circuit and the entire federal judiciary. The vast majority of his judicial nominees thus far have been stellar. They will adhere to the rule of law and interpret the Constitution based on the words in it, not the ideas they want to be in it. The president should continue his good work in this arena. Doing so will remake federal jurisprudence for decades to come. I'm Lon Chan. The Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. Preparing leaders for America and the world. Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. AM 1170, The Answer. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on AM 1170, The Answer. Welcome back to The Andrea K Show. A little Zydeco music playing there. Yeah. Is that, is, that, is that upbeat enough for you? Yeah, that's upbeat enough for me. Definitely ain't going to be falling asleep, nodding off on that one. Thanks for tuning in with me tonight. This is The Andrea K Show coming at y'all from the AM 1170 studios in San Diego. I'm rolling into the second half of the show here. I'm seeing the... I'm seeing the <laughs> There's light at the end There's of the tunnel. Light at the I'm end of the sure tunnel. Train. Oh yeah. So I got a cup of tea waiting for me at the end of the show. Um joining me now is a friend I hadn't talked to in a while. Brett from Australia. How are things down under, mate? Yeah, good eye, Andrea. How are you doing, mate? Well, I'm good. How are you? What time what time is it down? Is this actually Friday or Saturday in Australia right now? Okay, it is quarter to midday on Saturday. All right. Well, how's the weekend going down there? Oh, well, I got four days off, and it's a beautiful sunny day. No chemtrails, and the birds are singing, so it's a blessing. All right. Well, okay. Well, wonderful. Now, what's on your mind? Look, all I can say is, um, as you well know, and your Democrats seem to always want to bring up Australia as a great example of gun control mm-hmm. and uh, everything else. Look. When our guns were taken, it was done by a government legislation. People didn't get to vote. People didn't get to have a say. People didn't have any rights to go against the legislation that was done by politicians. You have the opportunity where you you have a beautiful constitution um, that that covers most aspects. and, And people, you've got to get out there on the 14th. You've got to stand for your Second Amendment. You've got to stand for your rights as Americans. You, you've got that opportunity. Please don't waste it. Well, I didn't even know there was an event on the 14th. Are you talking about the March for Our Guns with the students on the 14th? What is this event? Yeah, on the f- there was that 
and there's also there's also the one that's coming up for your Second Amendment. There's okay. a big Second Amendment rally that's going on all around the country. Well, I'm glad you brought that up. I'm going to have DJ Carrot Sticks uh, look that up. I thought actually when he said you were on the line to talk about a, a walk event in April, there's actually one I didn't know if you, um, while he's looking that one up about gun control, because really, you know, the push for gun control here in the country is not even really about guns. It's really about a push for people control, much like they're also fighting to, to remove our First Amendment rights. I mean, the left is really walking here here and pushing here to remove all of our rights and one of the ways they're doing it is by the indoctrination of our school kids and there's actually a walkout on the 23rd involving australia and canada and the united states it's called the sex ed sit out to where parents are pushing back and saying stop the indoctrination of our kids they're they're trying to push all this liberal stuff on our kids in the schools uh on not involving gun control but also involving pornography and over sexualizing our kids uh teaching them crap you know um everything from transgender stuff it's all done under the guise of safety and anti-bullying but what it's really all about is it's about the minority trying to control the message and controlling the minds to churn out these little tyrannical lefty marxists and it's crazy well well that's it's funny you should say that because we've got a university in melbourne called latrobe university now latrobe university did the same designed the Safe School Project for Australia, which was destined to be anti-bullying. But there is nothing in there about anti-bullying. What there was in there, as you say, was uh, you can be whatever gender you want. You can, you know, uh, pedophilia is not bad. All of these things that are against our values and our morals and our Christian beliefs um, that they were pushing. I took my son out of the local school and I've sent him back up to um, the farm or you call them a ranch, uh, because they were pushing this in the school. And now my son's only 11 years of age. Wow. Now, I'm, I'm sorry, but you, you cannot uh, do that sort of thing. We, we've got a, a, a public broadcasting that's paid for by Australian taxpayers called the ABC here in Australia. Now, these libtards that, that have been getting in there are pushing this so left message. We had a... We have an event once a year in, in Sydney called Gay Mardi Gras, which is you know, a big parade, celebrates LGBT and everything mm-hmm. else. They were pushing this event um, through a children's educational program destined for kids between the age of four and seven. Wow. Yeah, wow. Um, There's so much that's wrong with that. First of all, we know the end game is really about destroy the fabric of a nation and and its Judeo-Christian principles, and then you can raise them up to to teach them to, to worship the state. But it, it, it's it's sexually abusive of children. Children ha- need to be allowed to be as innocent and be and be children for as long as possible. They should not be sexualized. It is abusive of them to put this content in front of them. Children also should be raised to be allowed to have their own sense of modesty. You know, in in terms of, you know, parents, first of all, should have the right to decide at what age their child is exposed to what. We did not have this in my generation. This is, and it is abuse of children to do this to them. It's absolutely abusive. Uh, DJ Carrot Sticks, getting back to your original uh, point of your call, which was the rally on the 14th. It's um, nationwide, and it's rallying the capital of every state in support of Second Amendment's rights. Um, every, they, uh, the organizers, uh, the National Constitutional Coalition of Patriotic Americans, they want it to be peaceful. 
and um, to uh, uh, for a demonstration of law-abiding Americans who will not bow down to infringement upon our constitutional rights. Absolutely. We need to take our country back. Uh, final thoughts, Brett, before I have to let you go? Okay, well, yeah, just, just a final thought. I mean, two quick things. You've got the right to choose. And if once they take your guns and they take your right to protect yourself, you are open to the new world order. You are open to the UN, which are globalists, and the Islamic Brotherhood. But just another quick thing. One of the things they're pushing now in schools here in Australia is they don't want you to have friends. Because if you have friends mm. and you lose that friendship, it breaks your heart. And that's not good for kids. So they're now pushing that you don't make friends in school. Wow. You know, you know, there some of the most important life lessons and some of the most important precious moments of your life are what you learn in your friendships, the good, the bad, the scrapes, the heartache. And, you know, that's all a part yep. of this, you know, false you you don't do anybody any favor by trying to wrap them in bubble wrap. We're creating these snowflakes. You know, and, you know, it, and it's all a part of this nonsensical fantasy utopia the left thinks. Uh, and they, they've got to know that that can't exist. They've got to know that government cannot, no matter what the legislation is, no matter what rules they come up with, you cannot ever create a utopian environment where nobody ever has a hurt feeling. It's nonsense. And it's shocking to me that anybody buys into that, Brett. Well, well, I mean, look at our generation and look how tough we are. And we didn't have any of this when we were growing up. No, you know, and then look at and then look at the millennials and look at how offended they are by everything. I mean, really, any normal person that gets offended by a statue is an absolute <laughs> moron. Oh, and now they're offended by even by the term snowflake. They say that that hurts their feelings. I say, shut up and get away from me, Brett. Thank you so much for calling. No worries. God bless and God, God bless America. God Thanks, bl- mate. Thank you. All right. Uh, before we go to break, a uh, couple little updates in terms of gun control. Um, and uh, you've heard of fake news. Well, how about a fake dictionary? Seems that uh, Webster's Miriam, Miriam Webster has updated their online dictionary. According to the Federalists, they have changed uh, the online definition of an assault rifle. It now includes anything that just has the appearance, I guess, or resembles a military style weapon. So um, talk about controlling the message when you're when you're literally modifying definitions in order to match up with the propaganda of the gun control people. It's a real scary state that we're in, because how, how do you how do you make sure that your kids who are studying in school again, you know, it, it, the indoctrination and the propaganda? Where do you go when you can't even normally you would tell your kids, go to an encyclopedia or go to the dictionary. But now you can't even trust a dictionary. That's crazy. Does that mean a bayonet? Is it AR? Well, um, I can I can pull up the article, but yeah, pretty much anything. They said that any even a rifle that somehow supposedly resembles a military. Well, what does that even mean? See, it's very vague, and that's part of the way that they get the propaganda over by by these great referring to something as an assault style weapon. Well, first of all, aren't as the article in Federalist po- points out, aren't all weapons meant to assault something, even if it's just a deer? or something that you're hunting in the woods, but it's it's a way of manipulating the minds and the emotions of people and making every weapon or every gun be evil and be considered bad. Um, and also an update, in terms of uh, after Parkland, post-Parkland, we had a Republican governor who uh, presided over 
a really important piece of gun control legislation that included something I was concerned about, which was the expanded government rights to consider you mentally ill or whatever and come to you for your guns. There is a case going on right now, the first of its kind in Florida, post-Parkland, to where there is a young man, 21 years of age, who purchased weapons legally. And now, granted, he's made threats, um, but he is being reviewed, and they are attempting to take his weapons away from him on the guise of his mental instability. And that makes me nervous. Because who gets to decide that somebody's not mentally stable enough? We've already got the Ninth Circuit here in California deciding that you've got a medical marijuana card, you can't own a gun. Well, I thought, med- I thought marijuana is supposed to make you peaceful. I thought that's supposed to make you chill. They don't care about the impact of you behind the wheel of a car. You can get behind the wheel of a car on pot all day long, but they don't want you to be able to buy guns. I mean, put the, put the bong down and wake up, America, Okay. Now, we're going to take a break, and we're going to finally get into this story we want to talk about. Uh, two stories, actually. White people need not apply. And then the latest way in which the left has insulted me by using my gender as a way to try to make me feel like a victim in order to gain more power. Stay tuned. The final segment of The Andrew K Show is coming up. Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show and follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K, spelled K A Y E. Many of us know how high school today is not the same as the high school in the 60s and 70s. Pressure to achieve, the competitiveness, the anxiety to fit in, and the loneliness has made being a teenager a pretty tough job today. In Bob Walter's book, Facing Reality in American Education, he looks at ways to help young people understand how amazing they really are, for students to discover their gifts and talents, to excel and be all they can be. I'm sure you agree. Buy your copy or register for our next conference at bobwalters.net. Every great team has a great coach. Every great coach has a great strategy. Let Al Arias and the AV Arias Company create the winning tax strategy for your small business. Instead of waiting until the fourth quarter to create your tax strategy playbook, don't let the IRS blow the whistle on your financial growth and profitability. Contact Al Arias and the AV Arias Company to set up your tax strategy huddle by calling 619-296-2123 or visit avariasco.com. That's A-V-A-R-I-A-S-Co.com. This is one of my favorite sounds. A ship's horn is at least port for an adventurous cruise. And we've got such an experience for you coming this August. Our Aloha Talkers Hawaiian Cruise. Seven luxurious days and nights visiting the most beautiful tropical site your camera will ever see. Sailing the lush green Hawaiian Islands, relaxing in the welcoming Hawaiian culture. Hugh Hewitt here. It's an escape from the stifling August heat on a decadently lavish Hawaiian cruise with me and my buddies Larry Elder and Mike Gallagher. We're even giving every stateroom to my pillows from Mike Lindell, who will also be on board. Beautiful staterooms, amazing food, adventures on each island we visit, and then evening get-togethers with the three of us sharing insights on the state of our country. The Aloha Talkers Hawaiian Cruise, August 11th through 18th. For details, just log on to am1170theanswer.com and use the keyword aloha. That's am1170theanswer.com, keyword aloha. Come and join us. How are all these new tax laws affecting the American homeowner? 
Andrea Kay here, and making the best use of your financial assets can be difficult. I believe you need a reliable mortgage professional that can help reduce your stress and help manage your available options to create a home loan plan that best suits your needs. If you're not working with someone who has a clear view of what's going on, don't make the assumption that you know how to navigate today's financial home loan obstacles. Call my guy, Dave Stapleton, certified mortgage planning specialist with First Choice Loan Services. Dave and his team of professionals will walk you through every element of home financing, and they'll point you in the right direction when it comes to financial preparedness. Call Dave today at 760-815-8987. No matter if you're buying or refinancing, Dave is here for you. 760-815-8987. That's 760-815-8987. The power company changed their peak hours from 4 to 9 p.m. That's when you're not producing power. I have a solution for that. Battery backup system. You might not know what that is, but combined with solar, you can program these batteries to charge and discharge at will, meaning you control how you're getting and using your power that you produced. My name is Jesse Keegan, owner of Keegan Electric Solar. After serving in the Marine Corps, I've decided to make San Diego my home. I'm not a salesman, just an electrician who wants to help customers zero out their electric bill. I only use the best equipment with 25-year warranties, in-phase microinverters, LG panels. I will custom design a system to meet your needs. If you need an electrical panel upgrade, I'm offering a $2,000 credit with the purchase of an installed solar panel system. To learn more, go to KeeganElectricSolar.com. That's KeeganElectricSolar.com. I can't wait to help you with your power solutions. Visit KeeganElectricSolar.com. Visit KeeganElectricSolar.com today. AM 1170. The Answer. San Diego. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on AM 1170. The Answer. Welcome back to the Andrea K Show. We in the final stretch here on this Friday. You guys, I hope you guys have some fun plans uh, for this weekend. Um, I may, depending on how I'm feeling this weekend, I may go see Chappaquiddick. I hadn't had a chance to really study up on it. I wasn't sure I was going to give it any pay it any mind, but from what I'm hearing, because usually anything related to the Kennedys is all fantasy, just like that whole thing about Camelot was nothing but fantasy. Um, but I'm hearing it's actually true to form, so I may go see that this weekend. You got anything fun planned? Did you carrot sticks? Um, just, I'll be hanging out with my buddies tonight. I'm going to a bonfire, but tomorrow it's probably going to rain. Oh, that's a good day for me to go to the movies. So I don't know. You You, you might want to hit the bonfire tonight. Speaking of bonfire, you know, who's lit a fire? Uh, seems as the Brooklyn Museum has caused an uproar, the, the kind of uproar we haven't seen since Jennifer Lopez, who's Puerto Rican, was cast to play Selena and Mexican. And oh my gosh, what a racial uproar that was, which was absolutely ridiculous. I thought J-Lo did a fabulous job in that. And you know what? It seems as though this woman who was hired to be the curator of the African art collection, it seems as though she's perfectly qualified as suited for you know the position as J-Lo was to play Selena. This was a woman with a PhD in African African art from Princeton, one of the Ivies. Uh, she lectures at Columbia's uh, Department of Art, History, and Archaeology. Uh, she once worked as an educator for the Metropolitan Museum of Art, where she was, quote, responsible for adult and college gallery tours in the African galleries. So why would there be an uproar about her getting hired? Oh, gee, because you know what's missing from her CV, her curriculum vitae, her, what's missing is uh, enough skin color pigmentation. See, the uproar is, is that she's white. So I guess when it comes to African art, which, I mean, what is, what is African art? Isn't that art that comes from the continent of Africa? Which, by the way, there's a lot of white people who live in Africa. 
So what does this even mean? So uh, it, it, I don't even understand what African art is. Or is it, is it just African art that's made by black people? So you're, if you're white, you're not allowed to take people on a tour of it. This is absolutely insane. This is where the, the war on white people, if we're going to talk about a war, let's just be honest. The, the discrimination and the hate against white people, people in this country. And, now, I, and I don't even understand because Rachel Dolezal, who was white, who passed herself off as black, is a hero to the left. But this white woman who cared enough about African art and history to get a PhD in it, to dedicate her time and her life and her money and her entire career to it. That's what the love that she has for this artwork. And she's hated for it. And they're going after her saying she doesn't deserve the job. She's got, she's brunette. I mean, you know, I, who know? maybe she needs to do a swab and go to Ancestry and prove that like many people are finding out that, you know, she's a mutt like everybody else and has, you know, African-American in her background. We got to stop this. This is discriminatory against white people. If you could only study or be an archaeologist or study art of your own race, then we wouldn't even know about the Aztecs. Good point. I mean, so now we're being segregated along career lines. You're not allowed to study art history from Africa if you're white. So I guess, you know, I guess Charlize Theron, who grew up and was born and raised in South Africa, I guess she would be denied the opportunity to study art and curate it in a museum. That's how insane the left has gotten. And the, in the time that I have left, another insane story, and I don't know if I have enough time to get into it, but it's, but it's another story of exploitation of women. And this one particularly hit home to me. Uh, the movement right now, it, which is not just economically based attack on business through the use of women, but there's a cultural issue as well. The latest thing, the use of women, uh, the part of the Me Too movement, because it's all, let no tra- exploit tragedy or whatever go to waste. So now they're saying that women are being victimized if they work for tips. Because there's a power imbalance that some big bank Hank in a restaurant because uh, of a tipping equation, he's then got too much power over her for sexual harassment and sexual innuendo. Newsflash. Um, when you're a girl, you're subject to sexual innuendo when you're buying groceries, pumping gas, walking your dog, uh, walking down the street, selling Xerox machines, working anywhere. And, and you actually have a little bit more power when you're a waitress over the citizens because doesn't every customer know when you're in a restaurant, kind of be nice to the waitstaff or you might get served a sneezer? What this is really about, and let me tell you something else. I worked, uh, I, after I switched majors from political science to business, I worked as a waitress and put myself through school. And it had it not been for the tipping situation where I was able to get full-time pay working three nights a week so I could carry 21 hours, I wouldn't have been able to make it through school. So this is so insulting to me and other servers. And oh, by the way, how many servers who work in the tipping system are men? This is, and, and, and it's even more insulting because Big Bank Hank is going to walk into a restaurant now and go, oh, gee, now I better show some respect to this waitress because she's making minimum wage. Really? That's going to give some power imbalance? And if the left really cares about power imbalance for women, they would be in supportive, they would be supportive of unfettered access for women to have guns. Instead of pushing this crap like in Colorado that, you know, if a woman's being raped, she needs to use her, you know, uh, feminine um, bodily fluids on a man. 
What this is about, if you start paying attention to the fine print, is this is a push to unionize. This is a way to exploit workers. They don't care about workers. This is classic Marxist crap. They don't care about the workers. This is about now a push that uh, under the false guise of caring about women and the false guise of caring about workers that these wait staff need to be unionized. And all it's going to end up doing is further breaking the backs of restaurants that primarily provide an opportunity for college kids and entry-level people to make a living wage. There's no living wage and minimum wage. There is living wage if you're working in a good restaurant and you know what you're doing and you know how to work a table. And that includes working uh, every tool that you've got in your bag, whether it's whether you're cute or whether it's uh, one of the best waitresses we had when I was in college who on a scale of looks on one to ten was maybe a one and a half and made more money every night than the rest of us because her personality was off the charts. And she knew how to work everybody at a table and get the most money out of them. So we need to be pushing back against this crap. (sighs) I think I've made it. DJ Carrot Sticks, have I made it to the end of the hour, baby? You did it. You did it. Now, one thing I'd like to say about tipping is it encourages uh, good service. Of course it does. It encourages good service. And it also is a phenomenal um, education ground and teaching ground for workers. And you know what? Thank you all so much for being here. I'm at the end of a long week. I love you all. I'm going to be right back here Monday, 6 p.m. Have a great weekend, everybody. Love you all. The Andrea K. Show is sponsored by Andrea K.